We're, yeah, we're talking like about to, winks. We need to document this wink conversation for our sight gags podcast. Yes, I was going to say, or why are you turning on the podcast when we're talking about winking? We've we been talking about it too long to not get it on uh, get it on audio. All right, well, Dave has one wink. I got one wink. And it's inappropriate in most contexts. <laughs> Pretty creepy. I didn't realize this, of course, until it was brought to my attention how fucking weird it is. Because we were talking about if you were Santa and yeah. how, like, Santa will wink at the kids and you were doing your wink and we're like, why are you winking at him like that? Yeah. Why are you winking at the kids like that? It's because you open your mouth. Well, I don't know. It's just my face doesn't move right. I only have one wink. So, and then I demonstrated my multiple winks. There's a normal friendly wink and then there's a sexy wink. Right. Do you They guys, are different. They are different. The sexy one is a little slower and there's a little more head movement. Okay. Um, do you guys have multiple winks? Tell, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> Send us an email about the ways we you wink. We want to know about your winks. <laughs> and not in a dirty way. Yeah, that's not how I heard it. I don't want to hear about your winky. I want to hear about your winking. Your winking. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> and not your wanking. That's totally oh, different. Different oh, vowel. Wanking is, yeah, that's very different. <clears throat> I don't want to know about that. Yeah, let's not ask them about that. I'm not judging you. I just don't want to hear about it. <laughs> you oh, do yeah. what makes you happy. Yeah. I got, uh, uh, yeah. Yep. I don't know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> were you, were you going to talk some more about wanking? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to, to Mike. I told you I was talking to Mike tonight. He might be listening to this. Uh, I don't Hi, know if, if you're is. listening, Mike. Yeah, so uh, I was telling him uh, about working from home, and he was just saying, and you can masturbate any time you want. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's my main complaint about having to work out in the public is the inability to masturbate. Inter whenever yeah, the fact I... that you can't masturbate everywhere you go is really, it's just a bummer. Yeah. Not, I don't <laughs> like it. Society. Keeping the woman down. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's another episode of Goose Chase. Episode 26. Yes, we uh, we have done 25 of these, plus this. It is uh, end of February. Mm -hmm. uh, we had our Valentine's episode last week. That was nice. I think this is the first episode where we didn't start it by saying hello in some way, because we just launched into a conversation. You're right, it is. So, hi. <laughs> yeah, or more appropriately, hello. Let's just fit everything in. It's just every inside joke. <clears throat> We've started doing a new thing on the Dude Podcast, which is just when something like that happens, someone goes, no one knows what that is. I noticed that. <laughs> no one knows what that is. Stop it. No one knows what that is. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. What do we have to catch up on? How do we, how do we open here? I'm, getting, um, I'm real bad at the opening of an episode. I gave Boba a new toy tonight. That's cool. And he seemed to really like it. Yeah. I didn't buy him a birthday gift or a Christmas gift. And I know he doesn't know because he's a dog. Mm hmm But I know. And I'm not a dog. And your guilt. My guilt consumed me for months. <laughs> yeah. And I was at the pet store, so I picked him up a toy. Yeah. And it's like, um, 
It's like We're a two-handled. It's a two-handled ball. Yeah, they call it a bomber. It's got like handles on both sides, and it's a, like a very tough round ball. Yeah, it's supposed to be like virtually indestructible, and he has already destructibled it. Yeah, he's already he's already punctured he it. He punctured it, and it makes this horrible like gasping noise almost when he it crushes gasps it for breath whenever he chews on it. <laughs> Sounds like a dying animal. But he he does really like it, and he kind of likes to play tug of war with it. Yeah. So he does. He really he likes it. He seems really happy. I think he's happy. <laughs> so I'm satisfied. Right. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, McDouble Watch 2018, no news on that front. It's not coming back yet. I'm still holding out for it. So the other day at work, one of my coworkers <clears throat> said something about, we were talking about McDonald's or fast food or something, and she said something about getting a McDouble, and I was like, you can't. They don't make it anymore. <laughs> and Trish was there, too. And um, <laughs> Is she... Tr- okay, so <laughs> Trish must be... Deeply incensed about the McDouble, right? Or at least as yeah, heard. Yeah, because, because she was, remember, Chris told that story oh, about how right. they were going to go get one and they couldn't. They realized so. in line they couldn't get a McDouble and they pulled away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we told our coworker that. She's like, no. And Trish is like, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, and I know we've been over this a hundred times, but I'm glad the bacon McDouble exists. But I'm not going to pay two dollars for that. No thanks. Or do dollars. Or duh dollars. Duh dollars. <laughs> duh. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't misspeaking. I just turned French for a moment. You did take French. Yeah. Because Poorly. you're French. Because I. <laughs> Is that how that works? Mm-hmm. If you're French, you. Well, I guess if you're French, you take French classes. Well, you said I turned French for a second. Oh. So I was just saying. I was trying to go around with it, uh, go along with their joke retroactively. I got very it confused. It didn't work. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> man. Great, 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 but bad dismount, I think. I, I but knowed you, and I was trying to go back and yes and you. <laughs> um, yeah, so no McDouble. I did read, I'm sure, okay, so this is relevant to us in some way. We were some of the fucking idiots that went and stood out in front of a McDonald's hoping to get Szechuan sauce one day last year. Only for like 15 minutes. We didn't stay that long. Um, the line was too long. The quantities were too limited. And the some of the people were just not douchey. good. Yeah, I did not enjoy the company. Um, so, but anyways, I did read they are bringing it back. Yeah. And it, I believe they intend to do it in a bigger way. It's funny to me because all of the McDonald's in this area have been out of those chicken tenders for <laughs> like since they released them. They're not good. I'm going to say it right now. Wendy's is better. Belie- oh, yeah. Believe the hype. My only the only downside to the Wendy's ones is that I want the sauce. Yeah. But they make me say sauce and sauce, and I feel so embarrassed every yeah. time. Yeah. And every time I ask for it, but I, like, mumble it because I'm embarrassed, and they're like, what? And I have to say it again louder. <laughs> they know you're ashamed, and that's why they make you do it <sighs> My again. My secret shame. All I can think about right now is food, because I've been not eating calories yes. for, for, like, you two weeks. You are dieting. Yeah. It's Meanwhile, I am eating jelly beans for dinner. <laughs> Because I'm mm, supportive. Wholesome. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm good. I'm like, I'm trying to get to the point where like, just like with smoking, where if I can't be around people who are smoking, I'm losing the war. Like, even mm-hmm. if I, even if I'm not smoking, if I can't be around the smoke, I'm losing the war. So I don't really want people to adjust their diet in front of me. I yeah, I'm just I, saying I should probably not be a garbage person and eat real food. <laughs> I was talking to Katie Farrell the other day, and she was talking about, uh, and I had forgotten that she uh, and uh, Kelsey 
they refer to themselves as garbage babies when they have like a particularly like like fat evening of whatever they're eating. I like that. Garbage babies. And I was garbage like, babies. When she said that, I'm like, I'm a garbage baby too. <laughs> I'd forgotten. We're all garbage babies here. <sighs> We're all garbage babies. And I have lost like probably about 10 or 11 pounds. That's good. And it's been like two weeks. <laughs> so That's know. really good. That's yeah. a lot. It's too much. I don't really That's know how the much. mass works out, but. Yeah. But it's all right. I'm dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Hmm. Thinking sounds. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I don't I think really, there's all that much. You know what? Why? I, I feel like I used to know how to start this show. And we now had I just kind of. We had a good anniversary. Yeah, we did. We didn't talk we about that. We ate a literal boatload of oh. sushi. Oh. They brought God. it out on a little boat. It was on a boat. We didn't even request the boat, we got the boat. We're so fat. Yeah, we are so fat. They couldn't bring us they our meals on plates. They just threw in the boat. Yeah. Um, no, the waiter asked us if everything was together after we ordered, and he walked away. We looked at each other and went, a little judgmental. Yeah, a little judgmental. Right. Don't appreciate I don't li- it. I don't like the way he asked me if I'm sharing. <laughs> don't like that tone. <laughs> and we're like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, we're, because we each order a few things, but we always share all of it. Yeah. Um. But the reason he asked was to see if he could put it all on the boat. Yes. And not separate plates. Which worked out pretty good. It's a nice. And there was some like fake bamboo. Yeah. And there was a little pandy. <laughs> you discovered the panda. And you're like, there's a panda. I, that was my exact reaction. I was like, there's a panda. Yeah. Um, it was very cute. And there was also some arugula thrown into the Fake bamboo just yeah. to make it more real. Extra foliage. I liked it. I just realized I can hear the dog chewing his new toy. Hold on. Listen. You hear that? Yeah, that wheezy sound. That. And the occasional like sliding of his teeth past the rubber and clanking on <laughs> his own teeth. <laughs> he loves that thing. Yeah. It'll be gone in a week. <laughs> yes, it will. Yep. Yes, it will. I've been saying for a while I'm going to sell my dog to the military because he's way too good at destroying things with like words like ballistic in the name mm-hmm. or extreme in the name. Or like impenetrable. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I haven't yet to see him eat a rock yet, but I feel like he's working up to it. One of these days. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess that's all. I, that's, I, don't, know, I, I don't have anything else for the introduction here. But I, you know what? I got a hankering. For the news, maybe? I got a hunger for the news. A hunger for knowledge. That's what sets you apart. <laughs> oh. So. All right. What do we got? Well, what we got is two fake news headlines and one true news headline. Uh, fake and news. you're going to tell me what is not fake news and what is true news. Oh, true news. <clears throat> I hate the words fake news, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I just hate them. But anyway, okay, what do we got? First headline. Ding, ding. Number one. Almost read last week's headline. <laughs> or a couple weeks ago's headline. Make-A-Wish Foundation apologizes to family after accidentally booking Nickelodeon star Drake Bell of Drake and Josh for terminally ill patient who was expecting Drake the rapper. <laughs> All right. I can see. I can see it. There's a mix-up. There's a lot of Drakes out there. There are a lot of Drakes. Second headline. David Attenborough-themed raves are taking the UK by storm. 
David Attenborough-themed raves. Are taking the UK by storm. That gets me so hype. (laughs) (laughs) This is Blue Planet 2. And if you believe this article, it gets a lot of people hype. (laughs) Third headline. All right. Norland's artist throws beach parties at potholes, invites public works department. Beach parties at potholes invites public works. That's interesting. Want to recap? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Make-A-Wish Foundation apologizes to family Mm -hmm. after accidentally booking Nickelodeon star Drake Bell of Drake and Josh for terminally ill patient who was expecting Drake the rapper. Mm. Second, David Attenborough-themed raves are taking the UK by storm. Or third, Norland's artist throws beach parties at potholes, invites public works department. <laughs> oh my god. I want number two to be true. I don't think it is. Not because it shouldn't be. I just think you're the first person to think of it. I do know your love of Dave Attenborough. Ah, this is Blue Planet 2. Oh, I was just talking with Chris <laughs> about this the other day. He says he's watching Blue Planet. I've been saving it for when I can watch it in 4K. Mm-hmm. And he says he can't watch an episode without doing that. This is Blue Planet 2. <laughs> um, I want it to be true. I don't think it is. I also don't think it's the Drake's. I think it's the... I've heard lots of stories of interesting ways of people trying to get potholes fixed. And I'm thinking that's the real one. Final answer? Final answer. You're wrong. Please tell me. Please tell me David Attenborough raves are a thing. They're a thing. Oh, I so don't mind losing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> I saw that and immediately no. knew it had to be my true news story. Oh, that's rad. And oh. I went <laughs> I went to multiple sites just to make sure it really was real. That's so cool. Um, so David Attenborough's Jungle Boogie. An all-night dancing affair that pays homage to the world's most beloved biologist has recently sold out two 600 to 800 capacity shows in both Leeds and Liverpool. Oh, my God. They play episodes of Planet Earth 2 and Blue Planet 2 behind a DJ who throws down samples of the 91-year-old naturalist narration. Ravers don cutout masks of the wildlife expert's head. Shut up. <laughs> take photos with the life-size cutout of Attenborough and dance the night away to house, funk, and disco under the fake foliage of each venue's jungle-themed atmosphere. Oh, my it's God. It's put together by a promotion company called Good Life. Word has spread about the popular party, and Attenborough event is now planning stops in Bristol, Cambridge, Oxford, Brighton, Southampton, Cardiff, and Leamington Spa. <laughs> Um, there's a link in this article to learn more about the Jungle Boogie. Oh, my God. And it says, check out what happens when you mix Planet Earth clips with dance footage, which we will have to watch later. Okay. Something just occurred to me. <clears throat> David Attenborough has to know these are happening. Mm-hmm. How if long he just till, showed up? How long till he goes to one? That'd be amazing. He'll blow everyone's minds. Oh, yeah. People will die. <laughs> Although, like, I don't know. It might not be safe because a lot of people are probably on ecstasy and they might just like rip them apart out of yep, excitement. Yeah. A lot of people rolling and then just, oh, everyone wants to pet David Attenborough. And yeah. then it gets weird. Yeah. He's 91? Yeah. 
No he's shit. He's been at it for a long time. You know, the dude looks, he looks old, but he doesn't look 91. He looks good, though. He does not look 91 if That's this is surprising. a recent picture. Yeah. Um, look at this cutie. Oh, he looks older than that. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's an older picture. I'm not sure. They, there's a there's a little clip of him that was in the Blue Planet trailer, and that's mm-hmm. what I picture because it's the most recent thing I've seen of him. I'm going to look, look up a picture. Doesn't look 91. Nah. The dude's aging with the grace of someone who gets to make nature documentaries for his whole life. That's true. <laughs> right? Like, it's not like he's a coal miner. Nah, I mean, he looks old, but he doesn't look... Yeah. 91 for sure. That's that's impressive to me. God, you, we should have a David Attenborough party. Oh, let's I do it. I know for a fact you know people what? would come. Ben can DJ. Yeah, right. Ben can DJ. Ben can DJ. And we'll make masks of David Attenborough. We'll use the projector and we'll put like up on the wall real big. We'll take the TV down and just make a projector <laughs> of like. Why don't we just throw the party down here? Yeah. Put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. Everyone just. I'm boogie to it David. Takes me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get a life-size cardboard cutout. We'll roll, we'll roll ecstasy, and then we'll just lay out like a hundred blankets, and just whatever happens, happens. All right. <laughs> that would be insane. That'd as be the long as one of them happened. isn't my hedgy blanket. No, hedgy blanket is not getting anywhere near that. Yeah. Nowhere near that. I'm too innocent for that. <laughs> Wow, well, you got me. <clears throat> got you, you good. You got me good. I really believed the pothole story. I was inspired. Because of the guy that draws dicks in him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what... <laughs> I should have known. There's a thing that you do, and this is not the first time. <clears throat> I know that you take true stories and change some details. I try not to do it... Um, in an unfair way. Like, I try right. not to find something that's, like, true and then just change the state that it happened in or something sneaky like that. Right. You change it enough. But I try enough. to make it, yeah, like a similar thing but not exactly the same thing. I'm going to start looking out for that. You might have to adjust your strategy because next time I'm going to think about that. This is the first time in a long time that I didn't have to come up with the stories the day of. Yeah, right. I actually had them done yesterday. Nice. I did them fairly quickly, too. So. Mm, getting better at this. Eh. Old newsy quiz in port. I just happen to have a less busy week. Right. Well, that's good. Do you God, hear the, the dog is really I was going say, at Now it. I really hear it just. Oh my God, that poor. Someone should put it out of its misery, that toy. <laughs> good um, thing it's not alive. Anyway, that does it for the news quiz. And on to my little segment. Yes, our mid segment. What do you got for me? I wanted to talk about something, a recent development. It made me really happy, and it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. So I work with Trish. Yeah. And the other day, out of the blue, she looks at me and just goes, do you want to learn sign language with me? Hey. And I went, yes, I do, because <laughs> I've wanted to learn American yeah. Sign Language for a really long time. And apparently we have a customer who's deaf and who uses sign language. And she's always really nice, but Trish is much the same way that I do. She feels really bad that she can't communicate better with her. Right. um, On her own terms. Right. Without, like, I feel bad having to write stuff down or something. Like, it's just annoying. Yeah. So, I mean, not it's not annoying to me. It's just I feel like it's annoying to the other person. Right. Just, like, I should know more sign. 
And I, I know a little bit. Like, I know okay, and I know yes and no. I know I understand. Yeah. But I know very little else. Right. I know thank you. Um, but that's it. That's, like, the gist of it. Yeah. But at the very least, like, if someone's explaining something to me, I could say okay or, like, I understand, so they know that, like, I'm trying. Right. <laughs> but she, yeah, she helped that person and then came back and went, you want to learn sign language? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I've actually <clears throat> really wanted to learn for a long time. She's like, yeah, I've wanted to learn since I was, like, you know, 15 or something. I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's learn sign language. And there's a great website I've known about for years called lifeprint.com okay and it is an ASL website and they actually have vocabulary lists and videos and lessons like they hmm. actually have lessons okay I'd say like easily I feel like it's me I don't know how many lessons there are there's a bunch okay um but there's like basically the first lesson is like Learn. There's a vocabulary list. There's a little bit of grammar, I think. Um, there's sentences that you have to learn. Yeah. And then there's like you know learn the history of this, learn how this came about, learn the difference between this and this, and okay. stuff like that. Um. So I told Trish, I was like, if you're serious about this and you really want to learn, I told her about the website, so I sent her the link. I'm like, if you really want to learn, let's not like make it a big thing and stress ourselves out, but let's give ourselves a couple weeks. Yeah. And we'll do the first lesson and we'll check back in like March 6th and we'll say, you know, have the lesson done by March 6th, learn the vocabulary, learn the sentences. And this way, like one of my biggest like impediments in trying to learn myself is I didn't have anyone to sign with. Right. So if she and I are doing it together, then I'll have someone to practice with and we could like critique each other and be like, no, I think it's more like this and yeah, and have someone to talk to, so to speak, other than like people at work. Yeah. Plus it gives you the advantage <clears throat> of being able to speak in secret. True. Because most actually, people don't know American Sign Language. I actually used to do this um, at the bar several years ago yeah. when I was living in Chicago with Ian. At the time, I was having a really hard trouble like hearing in crowded spaces yeah and my autoimmune disorder isn't flaring up as bad right now but when it is it's even harder for me to like i think it's mostly like my energy is lower and so my brain doesn't have enough energy to like weed out all the background sound in crowded spaces you're kind of like Give me a blank look. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what would cause that. Um, it, there's a name for it. It's central auditory processing disorder is what it actually is. But it's like, it's sort of like dyslexia, but except for reading, it's with hearing. Mm -hmm. So my brain is hearing, my ears hear everything fine, but my brain just isn't processing all of the information. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I'm tired or worn down just don't have enough energy, I lose more of the information than if I'm, like, having a good day and I feel good and I'm high energy. So um, at the time, I just, I was 
exhausted all the time. So if we did go somewhere and it was noisy, I'd get worn out real quick and I just, I wouldn't be able to hear any of the conversation. So I started learning a little bit then. Yeah. And he like taught him a little bit just so if we we're at the bar and I wanted to get out of there, I could sign like go home. <laughs> nice. Um, and little things like that. I also <coughs> learned um, go home, sea turtle, you're drunk. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. <laughs> which is a pretty which cool phrase to pretty know. pretty useful. <laughs> and also the sea I, turtle thing looks cute because it's got it little is. thumb flappies. Um, I used to know how to sign peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it is now. I know jelly is a J that you draw on the air with your uh, pinky. Mm. I, I, re- I read something recently on Reddit. There was like a post. Uh, it was like a Ask Reddit thread about like... What are mistakes that people have made from one language to the other that are hilarious? You know, like when people get something wrong in like the worst possible way. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of very good sign language examples because of the nature of sign language, which is so regional. And ASL isn't the only one. Mm-hmm. So even within America, there's all these different variations well, and different ways to say things. It's just like with speaking English, there are <clears throat> accents, like regional accents and colloquialisms. Right. It's the same way with ASL. Yeah. So it's it's really not, I mean, it's it's not the kind of thing that you can necessarily by default always communicate the same thing right. with the same people. So there's some really good fuck ups. Yeah. Like a lot of things will be similar and you'll be able to get the gist of it if you know the, like, if you know the basics of ASL. Yeah. But yeah, there, I'm sure there's some spectacular misunderstandings. Actually, I have a story. I also wanted to talk about not just that. By the way, Chris said he wants to learn with us too. Oh, okay. If you also wanted to do this with us, you're welcome. My only problem <clears throat> is when am I going to have time to do that? I gotcha. That's yeah. that's mine too, which is why I said two weeks because yeah. I think that was a good amount of time. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I've I love sign language and deaf culture. Yeah, and. There's a documentary I watched a long time ago. You told called, me about this. Yeah, it's called See What I'm Saying. <clears throat> yeah. And it follows, I think it was four um, four different deaf artists. There was one that was in a band. Yeah. Um, one who was a singer and actress. Uh, one who's a comedian. And one who's an actor. And all of their stories were really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I don't know where to find it now. I think at the time it was on Netflix, but it's not there anymore. Okay. But if you, if people can find it, I suggest they listen to it. Yeah. Or watch it, rather. Um, one of my favorite things from it is the comedian does a set. Yeah. And afterwards, like, fans are coming up. And he has an interpreter for him, obviously, like, talking into the mic. Wasn't While this, he's signing his set. Wasn't this Aziz Ansari? No. Oh, this is Aziz does have an interpreter joke. Okay. Which is really mind. good. But I'm thinking of something <clears throat> else. <clears throat> okay. Um, <clears throat> but he does his act, and afterwards some fans come up, and they're trying to ask him if he smokes, like if he wants to smoke with them. Right. So they're making this motion, and the look on his face... <laughs> 
So just imagine what, if you're trying to talk to someone who you know is deaf, and you're trying to ask them if they want to smoke, imagine the kind of motion yeah. that you might make repeatedly. Yeah, that thumb pointer finger motion of like putting a cigarette to your lips. But like repeatedly. Yeah. So there, it's like several girls, not unattractive girls, making this motion at him. And it kind of gets this bizarre, this like look on his face that he's like kind of taken aback and he looks at his interpreter who's standing there with him and his interpreter like signs to him and they just start cracking up and the girls are like, what, what? And the interpreter's like, you did not just ask him if he wants to smoke. Yeah, right. You just offered to give him a blowjob several times in rapid succession. <laughs> and it was my favorite thing. I love that. I love that. That'd be a cool thing to learn, I think. Um, That guy... The one who's a comedian, I don't know his name right now. I'm pretty sure he now has a website that teaches, like, lessons and stuff, too. But I think it's a paid site. Oh, okay. But I did see he was doing that, which I thought was cool. I think there's an interesting advantage to knowing any form of communication that other people don't understand. Yeah. It's just interesting. I always kind of envy bilingual <clears throat> people because of their ability to, in public places, have their very own conversation. Right. You know. I also really appreciate it when people are bilingual, but you wouldn't expect them to be. And then they can call people out on shit when they're talking the language they happen to know in front yeah, of them. That, that time that someone is there that speaks the language <laughs> that, that two people don't expect them to. Someone was just telling me a story about this the other day. Of like, um, They were somewhere and these like older ladies who speak Spanish were being judgmental about her and she just like as she got up to leave was like yeah i understand you (laughs) (laughs) oh my god well that's that's cool i think i would i would be interested in that i don't know how much time i have to do it or if i'll keep up with it well i mean no one's gonna slap our wrists if we don't do it fast enough i'll send you the link Mm and you can look at it i think it's it's pretty doable. Yeah. But I set like a two week time period so none of us get overwhelmed or anything because I'm so busy. Like right. there are times in my life when I would have been more gung ho and would have been like, give me three days. But now I have roller derby and just yeah. life and work and doing this podcast. And here's what we'll do we'll learn sign language and then we'll just do the podcast in sign language from now yeah oh this will be great for a psych eggs podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh the whole whole podcast is gonna be in sign language (laughs) just us making like these kind of oh i don't like like that i bet there are a lot of people that don't like that a little finger slippy oh oh just give me chills (laughs) and i'm seeing you do it oh i don't like it (laughs) Whoa. What's wrong with that? Oh, I don't like it. Is it. How's that? That's okay. Don't like that. I don't get it. <laughs> Man, people are different. Um, <laughs> Did you just call me fucked up? <laughs> uh, I said different. Condescendingly. Well, it sounded like fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take ourselves a little break here? And we will come back with the main segment for this episode in just a minute. And we'll do it in sign language. And we'll do it in sign language. Woo! Woo! You're going to have the most fun listening to a podcast your whole life. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) 
and we're back. Oh, hi. <laughs> you had to get one in. I did. Yeah. Well, you missed it at the beginning. It's part of the show. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we are back with the main segment for this episode. The main segment. The main segment. The main segment, Freud. Um, so would you like to introduce this or would you like me to? I want you to do it. Okay. <laughs> I will do this by way of a little brief introduction first. Um, which is to say that, okay, so I have now been in this house for like almost four years, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Has it been? Is it longer than that? Because we've been dating for three. Right. No, so yeah, I've been in this house for like four years plus, maybe four years and a couple of months. Um, <clears throat> and ever since I moved into this house, I have been afraid of this house. <laughs> um, I get creeped out by basements and I get creeped out by noises. And it's I, good that we spend a lot of our time in the basement. <laughs> I know. Well, all the lights have to be on, right? And mm-hmm. like uh, I get I get weirded out by uh, you know going up the stairs. I'll look over my shoulder. I will say that your basement is one of the least creepy basements. It's less creepy than my basement, and I live in that basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really a creepy basement. Mm-mm. It's just that I always feel like I'm being followed or looked at. I have this thing. I can't. I can't often do the dishes at nighttime. Because I'm in front of this open window and there's dark and I'm waiting for someone to be out there looking yeah. at me, right? So I'm like a naturally kind of mm. creeped out yeah, person. Yeah, that's because you're crazy. Yeah, I'm insane. <laughs> completely insane. It's okay. I'm, I am too. I've, um, I've told you about how I'm afraid of the dark. Yeah. Um, so I thought that the, this, this what, what a great topic then for me to look into because we're going to be talking about a couple of stories of homes that were being watched and the terror that created for the owners of those homes. And they're going to make you even more afraid of your house. <laughs> right. If you're <laughs> if you're like me, these these stories are particularly terrifying, I think. Um, um it's so considerate of me to make you research this <laughs> one. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's I'm glad I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I'm, you know, you, uh, able to look into this kind of stuff. It just kind of reminds you a little bit of your house isn't so creepy. You could be these people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. So first and foremost, we're going to start with the story of the House Watcher. Another Jen suggestion, I believe. Yes, the House Watcher was a Jen special. Yes, the House Watcher of New Jersey. Um, which uh I will I will just I guess I'll just launch right into it. Um the House Watcher story starts in May of twenty fourteen. It's uh in a in a town called Westfield, New Jersey. Wait, is this from the show Real House Watchers of New Jersey? <laughs> it's just a bunch of like guys in hoods. <laughs> like I, I really like this house. I like the family who lives in this house. <laughs> Sorry, my leg keeps cramping up. I keep like stretching my leg and then. Making grimacey faces. Is that what that was? Yeah, that's what those grimacey faces are. I thought you were just hating the noises I was making. Like, no, I just keep repeatedly doing things that make my hip cramp. <laughs> Don't do that. Should stop doing it. Uh, so in May of 2014, a couple named uh, Derek and Maria Derek and Maria Broadus Broadus. I don't know how to say their name. Brodacious. I can't figure it. Out. I, I've never heard How's anyone it say B R O A D D U S. 
B R O A D D U S. Yes. I'd say Brodus. Yeah, I have no idea. It was very confusing. Um, but they be, they bought a six bedroom home in Westfield, New Jersey, for one point three million dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. That's May of twenty fourteen. By June, specifically June fifth, the very next month, they begin receiving mysterious letters in their mailbox. Um, they receive three of these letters in between June 5th and July 18th. Um, rather than detail them out to you as they have been reported, I kind of want to just explain them as a whole. Because the thing is, all you can't find the original letters. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't been released in full anywhere that I can find. Mm-hmm. There's all these excerpts. And sometimes it seems like they're out of order. Mm-hmm. Like the parts of them don't make sense. So I just wanted to arrange them as a whole to make it easier to understand how creepy this is. Okay. The excerpts of these three letters basically spell out the following. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s. My father watched the house in the 1960s. And now it is my turn. I asked the prior owners to bring me young blood. Will you bring the young blood I requested? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Will will the young bloods play in the basement? All of the windows and doors allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. In the past, I ran from room to room, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Now I'll watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Ugh. So spoopy. Yeah. Really creepy. They have no idea where it's coming from. The family flips shit, right? Of course. They're, like, threatening your kids. Yeah. Um... In February of 2014, which is not even a full year after they bought the house, they put it back on the market for $1.49 million, which is curious to me because that's 200000 more than they actually bought it for. Hmm. Right? <clears throat> um, so I'm just drinking this delicious black cherry soda. <laughs> yeah, this actually is really delicious. Um. So you would think that they'd be like really motivated sellers after something like this. Yeah. But they actually kind of hold out for more than they paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. If this was me, I would be eager to get rid of this as soon as possible. Well, I it sounds like obviously they're like rich enough that dog is so loud. I, I, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's the that's like, the boba. I feel like I gotta go take that away from him. You can't. I'm going to. Hold on one. Yeah, so, like, it seems like they were well off enough, but I'm sure, like, they're going to have to be paying for a new house. They probably still want to get as much of the money that they can. Yeah, like, on some level, if you're buying a one and a half million, or, you know, somewhere in the ballpark, one and a half million dollar house, you're kind of fine. You're probably all right, you know? But, yeah, yeah, they hold out. They they asked for more than they bought it for. (laughs) This, uh, that surprised me, but... Over the course of a couple of months, they kind of dropped the price down, mm-hmm. uh, down to about one and a quarter million, not that much less than they paid for it. Um, and they also decided to launch a lawsuit around this time. So this is June second of twenty fifteen. It's been a full year since they bought the house. They uh, they sue the uh, the old owners. 
Um, <clears throat> this is on the grounds that the previous owners had received letters from the watcher and did not disclose them. Mm. That's the basis of the suit. Yeah, because he mentioned in his letters the previous family. Yes, but he's all, it's also, that's the only evidence that exists that, yeah. that, the, that the previous owners had any idea, right? Mm-hmm. And, they, and they obviously dispute this. Um, it might be worth mentioning that the previous owners lived in the house since November of 1990. So like a let's 13 years that they spent in the in that house. Mm-hmm. If there had been any letters from the watcher over this whole period of time, they were the ones that would have gotten them. Yeah, and like so this is a person claiming the house has been watched since what? What was it in the 20s? 20s. So if it was that creepy, if it's really been going on for as long as this person says it is, yeah, and it's not just like a joke or something, yeah. then I don't know. I don't think I'd be there from the 90s until 2014. Yeah, I think I'd exactly. nope out before then, too. Yeah, right. Um, I, I certainly would have noped out. Um, but, uh, okay, so basically the house doesn't didn't sell. Right, the owners own the home um, as of even up to the end of last year. Okay. They still own this house. Uh, they began renting the home, uh, which had at this point sat vacant for almost two complete years. Uh-huh. And they found a tenant um, on February first of twenty seventeen. That tenant moved uh-huh. in. You on- you want to come stay in my house? That the creepy guy watches and right? will write you letters. It's a very public thing that this happened. It's a very public. People well, also, know about it. they have to disclose it now because they've now sued someone for not disclosing it. Right. So you can't be that big of a hypocrite. Yeah. You'll just open yourself up to lawsuits. Yeah. So now you have to. Exactly. You have this creepy kind of, you know, not exactly haunted, but menaced property on your hands. You know there are no rules about disclosing, like, if a murder or something happened in the house, you don't have to. Or if oh, someone really? died in the house, you don't have to disclose that. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. But you would probably have to disclose if someone was, like, actively harassing the property. I would think you'd want... I mean, if you're a decent person, you'd probably want to. Right. But if, at the same time, if you're trying to get the fuck out of there... Exactly. I don't know if there are laws on disclosing that or not. I just know you don't have to disclose, like, if someone died... Or if yeah. there was a, a murder or a crime that took place. I'll remember that if anyone gets murdered here. Yeah, yeah. just keep that in mind. Keep that in the noggin. Um, uh, so anyway, February 1st, tenant moves in. This is last year, February 1st. February 20th, they get a fourth letter. Basically, they haven't gotten a letter over all that time since, like, what, July of, of 2014? Mm-hmm. July of 2013. E- no, 2014. Gosh, okay. So I got my, my dates confused here. Anyway. Um, He's they, okay, baby. <laughs> they get a fourth letter, which they describe as more sinister and more specific. But they don't tell anyone, really. It's not public information <laughs> what it is. Okay. But I can... I mean, the fact that it's specific and sinister is really creepy to me. Maybe, like... Information well, on their names or like what people were wearing or yeah. where they were. Right. Or like specific things that they would do, kind of like creepy stuff. Yeah. Um, so the current tenant 
uh, is completely unfazed by this, which I find amazing. <laughs> and when reporters went to the home and, and actually found the guy that lives there, he says it's not my issue, which is amazing to me. Well, is it just like a single dude, though? I don't know. They, do, they really, the reporters were unable to get a lot of information. They just basically caught a guy while he was walking in. Because here's the thing for me, is that they're, if they're renting this house, if they're renting it just to, like, a guy who probably has, like, a decent amount of money, but, like, just a dude, like a bachelor type. Yeah. He's well off, whatever, probably business person. He doesn't really have anything to lose. He doesn't, he's not in this fight. Yeah, right. He doesn't have kids. Right. Like, that's the real creepy thing for me. The young blood thing the is real weird. The young blood thing is weird. It's threatening. Yeah. I don't like that. If I had kids, I would freak the fuck out about that, too. Yeah. The family never moved into this house, it's worth mentioning. Yeah. They bought the house, and before they, I mean, they just closed on the house when they started getting letters. They never moved in. Okay, here's advice for any house watchers. <laughs> Maybe let the people move in first. Yeah, right. If you really want to terrorize people, wait till the U-Haul yeah, leaves. Yeah, play the long game. <laughs> Why am I giving the really jump the these gun. people advice? Why am I giving the people terrorizing people yeah. advice? The International House Watchers Society, take note. <laughs> this is how you do it. Hmm. Um, so... That's basically the events of what happened. There's a lot of discussion about what's really going on. The only watcher I like is Giles Giles. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not the same kind of watcher. I'm just going to let that sit for a minute. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer lately. (laughs) No one knows what... Well, I don't know what that is. You know what Buffy the Vampire Slayer is. I don't know who Giles is. So there is a slayer, and she is a chosen one, and then she has a teacher-type mentor-type person, and he is also a chosen one, um, and that's a watcher. All right. All right. Uh, there is a lot of discussion about what's actually going on here. Okay. Um, people, there's a, the Unsolved Mysteries uh, subreddit has a lot of people talking about it, or has had a lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um... The truth is that nobody knows for sure what is going on. No one's probably ever going to actually know. Yeah, really, I think people will probably never actually know. Uh, Despite the fact that the cops have been involved, the USPS has been involved, local authorities, there's no no answer. How are they getting these letters? Are they actually being mailed to them through the post? Through the post. <clears throat> Which is something I was curious about too, uh, and when I when it came up that the USPS was part of the investigation, then that's the, so it was going through the mail. Okay. Right. Um, there uh, is a redditor by the name of Nel- Nelson Three, like Nelson, but one three. I don't know how to say it. Nelson Three. Nelson Three, who um, he, he through doing some digging on the county's real estate clerk services was able to find out some information about the the kind of properties that the couple owned. They actually own kind of a lot. They're okay. actually in real estate, it would seem. Uh, he found um, lots and lots of mortgages and, and deals done with properties and, you know, buying and selling over the course of, like, a 10-year period, right? Okay. Um, so some people have speculated that this was a form of, like, real estate fraud, 
buy the house, sue to make a profit, and goes back to the original owners, and you know, you sue for damages or whatever stuff, and just make okay. a scam, right? Mm-hmm. Possible, but it's not their only. It's it's not their only property. It's the first time anything like this has ever happened. What them. do you know? What happened of that lawsuit? <clears throat> when they sued the yeah, did anything come of it? It was thrown out. Okay. Yeah, judge threw it out, uh, and I think that the original couple actually countersued, although that hasn't been completed <clears throat> yet. Mm-hmm. But they countersued basically on the, the, the premise that their reputation has been damaged. Yeah, like harassment and slander, yeah. libel. Yeah, and that they that they would withhold something so terrifying from, like, a young couple moving into their home. Like, that's kind of right. a credibility. That damages your personal credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're countersuing. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, that was, you know, but I know that the original suit got thrown out. Um there is um, there's a, a, a reporter named Lauren Evans. Uh, maybe reporter isn't the right word. Maybe blogger. I don't really know what Gothamist is in terms of a publication. I Maybe more of a blog than a news site. Okay. Well, regardless, writer. <clears throat> right. A writer uh, for Gothamist. And she went uh, in July of 2015 to Westfield to try and find anyone who would talk about this. Mm-hmm. And she found a lot of people did not want to talk about it. Um, one... One guy in particular who knew something but just said he didn't want to talk about it because it just reminded him of his past and kind of got, like, far away about it, which is kind of weird, right? Um, <laughs> are you watching the house? Like- <laughs> yeah, right. Are you? But are you the watcher then, maybe? Weird. Yeah. Um, Look into that guy. <laughs> yeah, follow that dude. <laughs> it's like that episode of South Park where every time there was, like, a person brutally killed and there's just this creepy guy. <laughs> like the kids see him and he's going... They'll never find him. He's too smart. And the kids are like, how about this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but they, they found one guy who kind of didn't necessarily want to talk that much. But then the next day he had sent them an email. And I didn't write this down because it kind of, to me, petered off to being a dead end. Mm-hmm. But he made the claim that someone he knew who lived on that street said that there was an adult son of a couple that owned a house over there that basically terrorized everybody. Okay. And the parents always defended the kid like he was harmless, but the, this guy wasn't so sure, and that was his argument. That didn't really check out. Nobody else could speak to that. But this this writer did go up and down the street and came upon like a like a like a young guy who his parents lived there. And uh, asked him about it. And he just kind of laughed and said, I'm the watcher. Mm. And then she was walking away going, is he really maybe the watcher? Because <laughs> he was like really quick to say, I'm the watcher. Yeah. But I think it's a dead end. Yeah. What's more likely to me was someone that she talked to the uh, at the uh, local paper, right? Um, this guy's name, uh, I want to make sure I don't leave that out. His name is Horace Corbin. And he works at the Westfield Leader, which is the local Horace- paper. Horace Corbin. Horace Corbin. I like that name. You all right? I'm removing my socks. Okay. <laughs> and you it's are so difficult. antsy tonight. So my legs are cramping. Oh. Um, Is it the socks? Di- it might be. That's why I'm taking them off. Oh. It's difficult because they're compression socks. So they're right. very hard to remove. Yeah. Things squeezing, your on. Le- things squeezing your legs all day might be responsible for a cramp, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's supposed to help with that, but... Um, so she talks to Horace Corbin, who I thought it was kind of adorable that she shows up a little after five and he's sipping on a vodka saying it's after five. So I'm having my vodka. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little gray haired old man. 
Um, so I'm having my vodka. Yeah, she, she says the office smells kind of like stale cigarette smoke, and it's all wood paneled, and she immediately feels comfortable with him. Um, and he, he points out some curiosities about the couple. He's very skeptical about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says they had 12 mortgages over the course of 10 years. They had a $300,000 house over here, $175,000 house over there. And then they have just this $1.5 million home they buy. Yeah. Which is like out of line with the rest of their homes and investments. Um, he says the owners claimed to have done hundreds of thousands of dollars in renovations mm-hmm. as part of their suit. But no neighbor or anyone in the neighborhood can verify that there was ever any contractors there. And yeah. they never filed any permits to the city. Right? Okay. So that claim kind of washes out. Uh, also... Uh, he says when the couple was first receiving the letters, they went straight to the county prosecutor instead of the police. And this is an interesting detail because it does sort of su- suggest that their motives were more litigious than for their own protection. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like I would maybe do both. Maybe just because perhaps the prosecutor has an idea of like if this has been going on. Or who the person could be, but, like, I would definitely call the police. If I get a letter threatening to eat my children's blood or whatever the fuck, I'm calling the cops. Right. I'm calling the cops. Right, me too. Uh, It's like a weird, it's a weird move. Um, It is a weird move. So, basically. But maybe they knew the prosecutor. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's all in the gray area of what's possible. Yeah. You know. I don't, I don't know for sure. It just seems odd. Yeah, I think that is odd. When It's really one of those things of like any individual part of this is just a detail. But when you mm-hmm. add them up, you arrive at like a bunch of curious things that suggest that maybe the, the story as you've been told is not what's really going on. You know? Uh, so basically, this that's how this story really concludes. Nobody's ever really going to know, but it seems kind of likely or at least very, very possible that they were trying to get out of an expensive mortgage or that they were trying to, you know, make some money on this deal hmm. litigiously or, you know, by some other means. Um, it does. I mean, considering the details we know, it does seem likely that it could be like they were trying to get money from a lawsuit. Yeah. I would not be able to say with certainty. I wouldn't really say what's most likely, but I'm I'm saying it's it's possible. It's it is likely that that's what was going on. Well, it just seems like if if it were legit, if this had really been happening, there is someone watching the house. Yeah. More people would know about it because even if the people who had been there since the nineties. Even if they'd never reached out and said anything to the police or anything, which I highly doubt right. that they wouldn't if it was that scary, mm-hmm. um, you would tell your neighbors or your friends or someone, yeah. even if you're trying to keep things mum because of a lawsuit, mm-hmm. someone would know something. Like someone would have heard something. Yeah. A neighbor would have been like, Oh yeah, they were a little like skeeved out. Like they were like they were a little sketchy. They didn't come outside much or they seemed a little paranoid. They didn't really they weren't yeah. friendly. They didn't say hi. Like someone would be giving their two cents because that's what people do. People notice things, especially around their own home. Right. 
Um, and I think in neighborhoods, people generally look out for the neighborhood. Yeah. Because they're invested in it too. And if it's that kind of neighborhood with that expensive homes, people are definitely keeping an eye on their shit. Yeah, right. Like, if they notice someone creepy around, they're going to say something. And there's probably a goddamn fucking homeowners association there. <laughs> and those pains in the asses don't let things go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, to hear the neighborhood described, it sounds really nice. Lots of big, sprawling, lush lawns and, you know, big... I mean, this is like a six-bedroom home. It's like, you know... It's lawns a nice that are no higher than one and a half inches. <laughs> right, with a guy that comes around with a little ruler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not up to code. The lawn's not up to code. There, get 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 up, boy. I'm I'm gonna write you up with the homeowners association if you get written up one more time. You're out of here. This is just a warning. <laughs> I like that face. Um. So yeah, that's all we really know about the house watcher. But it's a good creepy story, I think. It's a good story. This next story is genuinely terrifying. This is, as much as I enjoyed researching the House Watcher, this one, when this came across, I was like, oh my god, how do I not talk about this? Um, this was, there's a lot of coverage on this. The most comprehensive is probably the 2020 investigation that they did on this. Hmm. <clears throat> so you can find this yourself. It's on YouTube. Um, the uh, It's the story of a couple named Jerry Rice and Janice Reuter. Reuter. Okay. Reuter. Um... Like I was going to say, like, this isn't a deep dive. Like I said, this is known. This is a pretty publicly, you know, available story. But uh, Jerry and Janice, they're a young married couple, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they buy a home in Carmel Valley, San Diego in the fall of 2011. And very shortly after moving in, a lot of strange things start happening. And while there were clues from the beginning, they didn't really seem relevant to them mm -hmm. until time went on. Yeah. So they even very quickly after sense. moving in, there was something that they there were things they missed. Oh wait, I'm wondering if I know this one. You okay, might. keep going. Okay, you might. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Very early on, after they moved in, they began receiving weird magazine subscriptions uh, for like adult incontinence products. <laughs> which All right. It's a very weird and specific thing to receive. Like in their names. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, like, if it was to one of those, our neighbors at, or it could have been, like, an old person lived there before them or something, but in their name is really I'll, weird. I'll say, like, the, I don't know if a pee pads magazine ever arrives addressed to our neighbor. That seems really <laughs> specific. You got to send away for the pee pad magazine. Yeah, but I'm, I meant, like, just addressed to, like, not, if it was addressed to not them and someone yeah. else, I, it wouldn't be weird. Our but. constantly whizzing neighbor at... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's very odd to me. Uh, There's a magazine called Never Not Pissing. <laughs> <laughs> Never Not Pissing Monthly. <laughs> Never Not Pissing Daily. Thank Ooh. you very much. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so they start getting that. Uh, just like stuff of that nature, um, which they just kind of brush off as pranks, you know. <laughs> Um, by the following Valentine's Day. It's a prank, bro. It's just a prank. It's a prank. <laughs> um, very, very, uh, maybe this is, okay, so they move in the fall. Mm-hmm. The following Valentine's Day, 
Uh, just this is a few months later, Jerry is home when a neighbor he hadn't met yet came storming across the road and yelling at him. An angry dude. Mm-hmm. Because his wife had received a Valentine's Day card from Jerry. <laughs> okay. Like a romantic Valentine Ooh. to the neighbor's wife. Yeah, that's not so good. It was worse. Every wife. Oh, no. Every wife. Of all the houses around, received a romantic Valentine from Jerry. Oh no! Right, so he's got to deal with all these angry fucking husbands. That's not a good. Being like, no, 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 not me. I had nothing to do with this. Um, I'm smiling. This gets dark. Okay, I officially <laughs> do not know about this. Yeah, this is a crazy one. Because I would remember that detail. <laughs> like I said, this is getting dark. Yeah. Um. So this this is already this is starting to get outside of prank territory where it's like oh so yeah someone wants I to am get gonna hurt. send your neighbors love notes from you though <laughs> I'm gonna get my ass beat no I'll only send it to the ones that know you and will think it's funny <laughs> um so basically he has to explain to all the neighbors he had nothing to do with it someone obviously hates him or hates his wife or hates both of them he doesn't know mm-hmm. why he has no idea what's going on um, this story takes a really dark turn here. Uh, there's like a local singles swingers site mm-hmm. that, um, and I'm not sure which one, singles swingers, something like that. It's basically like a, you know, personal. Swingles. Swingles. <laughs> Swexy swingles near you. Swexy swingles site. Um. <laughs> Swexy swingles swipe. <laughs> hubba hubba. Um, yeah, I'm not sure which one it was, but there had someone posted an entry with Janice's face on it. <clears throat> Janice is his the wife. wife. So they put up an ad seeking people with her face, right? Mm. It was encouraging men to come to her home for sex Ooh. during the hours her husband was away at work. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, and... Of course, they discover this, and they're horrified, and they start putting security cameras around their home. Was it, now, was it just saying, like, come to the house between those hours? It's, or was it's it getting worse. saying, like, yeah, essentially be, break in because yes. that's my thing? Yes. So that's where it gets really fucking That rings fucking a bell, scary. and I don't remember if it's from, uh, like, about this, or it's from, like, a crime show that I watched that did something similar. Well, the thing that's fucked up is, as I was reading this, I was getting a kind of a pit <laughs> in my stomach, because I'm going, this sounds really easy. Yeah. This sounds really easy to do yeah. to somebody. If you know someone's address and can get a picture of that's them. It. That's, that's It's that simple. So, then the thing is, so they, they start putting up security cameras. The husband is, you know, uh, you know, like, staying up all hours of night watching the house, basically. Yeah. Um, and he sounds like a really sweet guy. He like works with like people, like kids with like disabilities and stuff. He like he just sounds like like the most like selfless person to then have to stay up all night guarding his house. Yeah, from and his wife and his really wife. like yeah. Because yeah. as much as someone tried to get him in trouble with the neighbors and get the shit beat out of him, someone's trying to get his wife raped and assaulted. I would way rather have to take punches to the face all the time than have to be worried that someone's going to come here and do something to you. Right. This is like, it takes an especially dark turn, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing is, they don't even know yet that people have started responding to this. Mm-hmm. And she's, the, the, like, her profile is messaging back, right? And it's saying, 
like, yeah, basically show up anytime during here. I like the element of surprise. You know, I want it to happen while I'm saying no. <sighs> like, very specifically <clears throat> encouraging, encouraging people this. to rape her. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the thing is, pe- people show up twice. Mm-hmm. One time a guy shows up while Jerry is home. Mm-hmm. Right? That guy comes back at another time. Uh, uh, and does and, and, and obviously is dealt with, right, mm-hmm. with the police. Another guy shows up when nobody is home, mm-hmm. but they have him on camera. So, like, more than one person shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the police begin to investigate at this point. I think they probably already were investigating. I don't know. I wrote that that way, but I'm sure they were already investigating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at this time... A, a lot of times, though, like, there's not much they can do unless something actually happens. Yeah, right. So until someone is trying to trespass or do like, get on your property, they really can't do right. anything. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. If, if, if people get letters... It's another one of those things. It's like the house watcher. It's like, how, okay, well, they drop it in a mailbox. Yeah, but in, in this case, it. they didn't even get, like, they didn't really get a letter. They got magazines, which you can't prove who got the magazine in your name. And right. other people got letters, but you can't, right. if they were addressed from you, you can't right. see who sent them. So, But, of course, now with the electronic thing, there might be a thread they can pull, right? Because yeah. they have a, an account. It's been logged into from Trace places. IP address yeah, they can something. do something. And to add to this, Jerry and Janice re- remember a detail that, that didn't seem relevant to them, which was when they first moved into the home in 2011, they received a letter very shortly after from someone offering to buy the home at $100,000 higher than the listing price. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of brushed it off, thought it was like a real estate broker kind of thing, an offer they weren't interested in. Okay. Um, but... When the police began looking into the person who wrote the letter, they were able to connect that person to the IP address responsible for the postings. So the whole thing just unravels. Okay. So it's just someone who wanted the house, wasn't, didn't move fast enough, couldn't buy it from the people who bought it, and are now terrorizing them and potentially threatening their lives because you want a fucking house. Yes. Where, what kind of fucked up shit? I, I will tell you. I will tell you who who the person is. The perpetrator is seems so unlikely to me. I couldn't <clears throat> believe when I was watching that this the person being interviewed was responsible for this. This 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 woman is her first name is also Janice. Janice Rowe, a forty nine year old local county analyst and San Diego Mother of the Year winner <laughs> in like two thousand and six or something. Right? Fucking bully for her. She's she she fell in love with the home and bid on it before losing the bid to Jerry and Janice when they moved in. Uh, and in 2020's interview with her, she describes loving that home so much that when she lost it, it was like losing family to her. That is how obsessed this woman was with this home. I don't think it's really about the house. And there's more to there's more to her. Yeah. It's not really about the house. I think this woman has had a, a very hard number of years. 
Mm-hmm. So from what I understood from the interview and from other different articles I read around on this, she's, again, she's 49 when this all happens. She's mm-hmm. taking care of regularly her severely disabled daughter. Mm-hmm. Her husband had had a heart attack. So she's doing all that basically by herself, right? She's got, you know, she's presumably working, you know, for the family full time. Mm-hmm. Plus caring for the daughter. All these, she's just, I, I can easily picture someone being incredibly burned out, mm-hmm. right? And then this home, it was a single story, so it was perfect for her daughter. And, and her a, husband. And Yeah, and her husband. And it has a pool out back so he can get exercise, you know, that's mm-hmm. heart friendly. And she just, what pro, I can totally see the whole thing coming together that for her, this was her house. Yeah. Right? It was already, she was living there in her head. Yeah. I mean, it, that that's what it sounds like. I mean, the 2020 interviewer had to stop and be like, but it wasn't, but it wasn't your house. Like, she was talking about it like it was her house. Yeah. Like, but you know it's not your house, right? You know? Um, so, all of this makes some explanation. Yeah, but, like, who thinks to go on a swingle site? I know. <laughs> And do that to somebody. Swingles. Because, like you said, it wouldn't be that hard to do. But who fucking goes to that place immediately? It'd be it any other thing other than explicitly encouraging someone to come to the house and rape somebody. Yeah. That's so... That's why I find... All of this other stuff aside, I find it so hard to take any actual pity on her with because of that. It just makes me... It just makes me think that there's clearly something going on with her. Yeah. And, I mean, not to make it an excuse, but as a form of explanation. Yeah. Anyone who is well-adjusted and rational, Mm -hmm. that's not something you do. Obviously, she has some kind of delusion with the house. She's very attached to it. Yeah. And she did not react in a healthy way. And for that to be one of the first things you think of to do, yeah. there's something going on. I'd take more pity on her if she went by a couple nights a week and just shot bullets at the house. Because I thought because... you were going to say something about like shitting in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, if she went by and just fired pistol rounds into the front window, I would pity her more. Yeah, but she wouldn't damage so her house. What? <laughs> Yeah, she would yeah never, but she wouldn't damage her own house. Never hurt the house. Love the house too much. House says we have to take the house back. <laughs> it's like a mixture of C-3PO and <laughs> yes, I don't know what that something else. Mm, miss the house. Love the house. Mm. <laughs> uh, she's Yeah, no, I, honestly, because this is so dark. Mm-hmm. This is so supremely psychological, like the damage you would do to somebody yeah. doing this. Yeah, and I I definitely had and heard this. Yeah. That's crazy. Um so uh basically little mini conclusion on this. January of 2015, she was sentenced to 5 years of probation, a year of electronic surveillance, uh and to keep away from Jerry and Nice Janice for 10 years. Nice Janice. Nice Janice. Um just for 10 years? I know. Not like, for the rest of their lives. Well, here's the other fucked up thing. She moved into a house a mile away from them after this. Uh, She's, like, not that far away. Yeah. Like, imagine if someone did that to you, and then they just, like, lived on the other side of, like, 
not even, yeah, like the other side of Austin Town. And they're like right there, and like, I don't know. I, I guess yeah. it's just hard to fathom. I like see them at the gym. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bump into them down there at the the country market. How do you do? Wasn't this in San Diego? Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking Austin Town, but I made yeah. it like old timey farmy Austin Town. You did that. It isn't now. It's not like that now. Yeah, not since Austin basically Town Farmers. More or less since we got like a Chipotle, I think it hasn't been farm country anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's when the, the dividing line. For was. me, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not when the steel mills opened no. and then eventually closed. No, for me no. it was the Chipotle. The Chipotle yeah, really that's did what it. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will uh, to to wrap this conclusion. The judge correctly said that uh, me and Janice is very lucky that nothing happened to Janice Ruter. Um, this could have been way more severe. Uh, the judge also said that she believed that uh, that Roe, Janice Roe, was remorseful for her behavior, but I take issue with this. I don't really think so. And the reason I say that is at various times she has referred to it as pranks. It's a prank! <laughs> uh, immature. And then has said she didn't intend to hurt anybody. And I don't think that's even possibly true. Right. Um, even if she does legitimately believe that she didn't inter- intend to hurt anyone, something in her head is not letting her follow through her her actions and predict, yeah, li- like logical like outcomes from them, because you're you're asking for someone you're literally asking for someone to get raped. Yeah, you know, I I could be being too harsh because because realistically, like you know, the, when they did the interview with her for twenty twenty, they also insist her. She also insisted on twenty twenty speaking to her therapist. Like she's clearly being helped. Like there's and there's I'm, something I'm going on. I'm glad she's getting help, but she's still things could have ended up a lot worse than they did, and yeah. it's only because of luck in the fact that. The victims in the situation took it upon themselves to bulk up security and were, like, really upset by this stuff enough to prevent this from happening and get police involved. Right. But if they didn't have the means to do that or, you know, thought it was a prank and didn't do that, something worse could have happened. Yeah. I mean, all it would have taken was bad timing. Mm Mm-hmm. Forget to lock a door, and there's not two people in the house. Yeah, like incontinence magazines, that's a prank. That's, that's a fine. Prank. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Valentine's thing, not really a prank, really just mean, mean prank. Prank, but mean prank and dangerous prank. I Yeah, that's inviting bodily harm to someone. Yeah. That, dangerous that crosses prank. a line. I wouldn't say that's a prank. Yeah. Um, this is like, the, the, the last thing is so different. Yeah, definitely not even close to yeah. being a prank. Um, so yeah, basically, I I call bullshit. I wrote I call bullshit from the mountain. I don't I don't really believe that she didn't intend to hurt anyone, but you know that's her psychology is I guess her problem. Um, Jerry, I'm glad she's getting help. She obviously needs some. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Rice has said that what was meant to be his sanctuary became his prison. I think that's true. Uh, I yeah. can't. I cannot imagine the sleepless nights and the terror and thinking someone's going to do something like this to your wife, and it's well, just a matter anytime, of when. 
anytime your home is violated. Yeah. In any way. Yeah. That's what it becomes like. The place that you you take for granted as your safe space because it's yeah. supposed to be your safe space. You're suddenly reminded that very easily it cannot be. Yeah, right. Like and at any moment, at any moment, jackbooted thugs could come down through right. here. Like it's it's possible. It's probably not gonna I've, happen. But and anyone I've heard talk about like having their home broken into or been robbed or something like that. Like they, that's how they describe it. Like they they're just constantly on edge at least for a long time afterwards because you never think that that can happen because this is your home and this is your safe space and now you're just reminded that. Oh, if someone decides that they don't fucking care, Mm -hmm. then they don't fucking care. And you live with the consequences of that. And it could be really psychological damage, psychologically damaging. Yeah, I think so. And that is like light compared to what the threat was. Yeah, right. I just, uh, I don't know. I think, I think that if there's. I wrote, I can't believe she's not in jail. I cannot believe she didn't go to jail, but... Well, she won Mom of the Year. <laughs> she's Mom of the Year. That's so sad, actually. Mm-hmm. Someone that, like, obviously was, like, praised for doing such a... Because like, she was Mom of the Year because of, like, the kind of care she had to do for her daughter. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, that's that was, like, a community thing. And then for her to turn around and become basically the most hated woman in her own community... Yeah, but what's her name probably wouldn't have been would have been named Mom of the Year before everything came out too. Hmm. Um Gypsy and um and Gypsy oh, Rose and Dee Dee. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You yeah. never know people. You I, never really know people. You kinda don't. Uh people are really good at hiding themselves. And if you guys haven't looked into Gypsy Rose, Dee Dee. I kept thinking Rose. Mama June when you were saying that. Like, no, that's not the <laughs> that's same thing. Not the same thing. Yeah. Um, please, Blanchard is our last name. Mm-hmm. Look that up. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. It's not the typical thing we kind of talk about. Right. But Lots of good conversation in it, though. It's incredibly interesting and incredibly sad. I will warn mm-hmm. you. Let's put it on the list. We'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, last thing I had to say about this was I think if there's any relief for them, mm-hmm. it's that they now they know who it is. Yeah. The scariest think, thing about all this is not knowing. I just want them to be okay now. Are they okay now? They're, they're, still, dealing, they're, they're okay. still dealing with it. I mean, it's it's only been a few years. And they, they testified at, I mean, again, this woman was sentenced in 2015. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're up to in the beginning of 2018. But at, in 2015... Which is four years after this all started when they moved into their home. They were still fucked up about it. And yeah. I understand that. Um, but I think that the scariest thing is not knowing. Feeling like everyone around you could be the person putting you through that kind of hell. So at least now they know who she is, what to stay away from. And if anything was going to happen again, they would know where to look. Yeah. And that's a great relief. To know your aggressor is a big relief. Yeah, that's all. That's all very messed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I'm glad that it's over for them and that they were able to figure out who it was and yeah. put a name and a face to the aggressor, like you said. Yeah, it's just that's such a crazy thing that you would never think actually would happen to somebody. 
I'm just still befuddled by like, how do you go there? Yeah. How do you, how do you even know to go on those sites? Right. Like, like I'm not judging anyone who actually uses like singles or swinger sites, but swingle, like, swingles. If you're not someone who's using those sites yourself, how do you even know them? How do yeah. you even know how to navigate them, or like where they are, or what they are, or like? I would I would have to do some research know, right? to find a singles or swingers site. I'm sure it would be a quick Google search, yeah. but like Yeah. It took me a couple of months before I figured out that I had to do something other than put flaming poop on the porch. Like I'd have to I mean, getting outside your traditional like what bothers people's You're sphere, telling I guess. Me you put flaming poop on people's porches? No, I'm just saying if I had to, that'd be the first thing I did. Mm, okay. Flaming poop. I got all it's this. A prank. I got all this poop. We do have so much poop. I got all this poop, and I'm done. Because of the dog, not no. our poop. No, not. His oh, you're poop. talking about your poop? Yeah, I got all this poop. Don't put your own poop in the bag. <laughs> Why not? DNA or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can they DNA poop? Probably. Mm. If there's like skin cells left off in it, it probably would be. Yeah, especially if it was like a real tough poop. <laughs> <laughs> This Depends is on how much they, you're straining. This is why they tune in. Yep. Poop talk. This is why you have a forensic scientist as a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, just so Poop I can talk. occasionally turn to someone, you know, next to me and go, uh, wait, hold on, do you think you could DNA this? <laughs> hey, you think if I was to shit in a bag and leave it somewhere, they could figure out it was me? <laughs> Probably. Just asking. <laughs> For a friend. For a friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's kind of it. Two spooky stories. Pretty spooky, pretty yeah. sad. Yeah, that second one. Yeah, the second one. It, it it there's a full there's a whole lot of emotions there, aren't there? There is. There is. I'm a little sad now, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad it's over for them and they had a resolution. Yeah, and you know what? Time time makes these kind of things easier. Yeah, More and hopefully and- hopefully Jerry and. What's the... Uh, Jehoshaphat? No, the oh, woman's name. That's right. I heard... Janice? Janice. Good Janice? Nice Janice? <laughs> nice Janice. Um, hopefully Jerry and Nice Janice also are getting therapy. Yeah. Because, like, you they, need some therapy to get through that. That's okay. I think they have two kids, and that and probably makes them very happy, and... I'm sure They've had them since all this, or did they have them while this they was happening? They had one, and I think there was a, they maybe a, was she pregnant? Maybe they were planning to have a oh. second one. I can't remember. Now I really wish I knew that detail. Yeah, that makes it even worse if she was pregnant. I think they had one, though. I think that's it. Maybe they didn't have any kids. Fuck it. I don't know. You look it up. You guys, you guys look it up. <laughs> You're saying it's me. You look it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck it, Christy. You look it up. <laughs> Bitch, you do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, so that's it. Yeah. It's another episode of Goose it's Chase. It's a good episode. Yeah. Don't be too spooked out there. Goose Chase. Yeah. Try to try to feel nice and comfy and safe in your, your homes tonight. And don't think yeah. about scary things. Just don't think about them. <laughs> Just don't think about Just it. Just don't think about them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening. We will see you in another week with another episode of Goose Chase. Of Goose Chase. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. 
On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 